Once again, it's time for this collaboration between the Star Tribune editorial board, John Rash and Patricia Lopez from the Strib today. Chad Hartman here from WCCO Radio. Pat, let's start with you. I look at your paper, and the paper today is talking about Bernie Sanders, who destroyed Hillary Clinton in 2016, 61% to 38%. That is a that is a large victory. Yeah. It, and his network has stayed intact. Yes. All those years. Our revolution, right? Yeah. And the power they have. And so this idea that, okay, it's Senator Klobuchar, she wins so big here, so we're going to cede the state. The idea that they're going to do that, nope. They are still going to battle. Does that That's surprise right. you in any way? No. Yep. No. Um, the Bernie people are ferocious um, in their support of their guy. And they're well organized. Um, they know how to do grassroots stuff. They've obviously kept their network intact. And so, yeah, this is exactly what I would expect of them. How about you, John? Agree with Patricia. And indeed, by the time it comes around to Minnesota, there will be many candidates who won't be in the race. Whether Correct. Senator Klobuchar is still there or not, of course, remains to be seen. But if she struggles in Iowa and decides not to go forward, to New Hampshire that many candidates traditionally, especially if they're in the Senate or the U.S. House, have decided not to do, then the Sanders campaign is smart to keep up an aggressive campaign here in Minnesota. And, of course, as they look back to 2016, they know the value of every single delegate because although he came quite close to Secretary Clinton in terms of winning many caucus in primaries, she had the superdelegates at the time, which became quite controversial at that point. And this time he seems very well determined to get ahead of that game. So let's talk about Bernie a little bit more, Pat, because mm-hmm. I will fully admit I did not expect the success he had in 2016. Mm-hmm. That, that caught me off guard. And then leading up to this, I fully expected him to run, but I was of the thought, well, did his window pass? I was surprised by the durability yeah. of his support. And I get it. It's it's mid-April, mm-hmm. okay? And most yeah. of the time in most races, nobody's even in the race That's at this right. point, and, right? And that, you know, I can't emphasize enough that at this point, you know, early polls are always looking at brand, brand name recognition. Yep. There's a reason why, you know, Biden and Bernie um, and Beto, you know, keep coming up to the top and now Buttigieg, yep. all bees, but I don't think that has anything to do with it. <laughs> Um, but it's because they have uh, built powerful brands that people key into. They're May- still Mayor Pete quickly, though, right? Very quickly, yeah. I mean, th- this is a, so. Part of what I was going to say too. I give Bernie credit for going on the Fox Town Hall the other day, and and all of them will now. Yeah, I think you will see that. You know, in fact, Klobuchar is yep. just committed to it. Mm-hmm. They're talking with Buttigieg's people. Mm-hmm. Um, he it was like a but a two point six rating, basically doubled the numbers he had. For CNN. That's right. It's and, smart to go there. And and produced one of the more ironic moments there where I think they yes. asked people about health care. Um, single payer, right? Yeah, right, single payer. Well, who here would want to do that? And like every hand shot up, cheering, right. yelling. Yep. Right. Now, I think most people expect when you're going to have a town hall like that, John, you're going to have your people there. I think it was very amusing that the commander-in-chief – who views this network often as state-run TV, mm-hmm. used the term we when talking about <laughs> Fox News like it was the White House. Yep. He said we about Fox News. Like a state news channel, yeah. like you would in an authoritarian regime indeed. And credit to Fox News for doing this, for candidates for going there, and perhaps the Democratic National Committee will reconsider at this point they should. the fact that they wouldn't allow Fox News to have one of the debates. And I think it's perfectly understandable given 
the conservative commentators in primetime that Correct. the DNC would not want them to conduct the debate. But people like Brett Baer and Shepard Smith and others certainly are capable 100%. and willing. And if you're going to be president, you are going to be president of the United States. And mm-hmm. I think so much in our society right now, in our politics, you see people playing to one end of the base. And mm-hmm. this is reflected in President Trump overly favoring that news channel and being open about Absolutely. it. And indeed, looking at his travel schedule, New York Times did an analysis this morning about where he has gone and made note of his rare trip to Minnesota on Monday with the idea that, you know, of course, he wants to, as we spoke about last week on Playing Politics, Chad, speak not just to Minnesota, that he came close to winning in 2016, but Western Wisconsin for a state he did and will need to win again at that point. But in general, he sticks to West Virginia, states that, Mm -hmm. you know, have given him strong support. He can have the big crowds. Absolutely. So I think all the candidates should try to reach out to the entire country because they need to govern the entire country. And can I just say, that was a really interesting... um you know, almost in-your-face move um, by the president. It's, it's really pretty bold because he came, you know, to Minnesota, not not only came to Minnesota, but came to Minnesota on tax day yes. in a high-tax blue state that did not do that well under his uh, tax proposal Yep, and and made his case anyway. And that, I think a lot of people are going to see that as pretty gutsy. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Senator Klobuchar. She obviously had her huge rollout on infrastructure. Mm. That matters, but really didn't gain a lot of traction. Again, I get it's April. Uh, So she's going to be part of the Fox Town Hall now. We know her obviously better here in the state. The polling isn't great for her on most of these polls, 3 4%. I saw a poll today where she didn't even register 1%. Mm. Is this just – it's part of the process, or if you're the Klobuchar people, are you a little bit worried at this point? I, I think the answer is both. It is part of the process, but uh, the Klobuchar people, I think, are probably a little concerned because, um, you know, it's it's hard to make the case, well, it's only April when you look at the way Buttigieg has just sort of blown past um, a lot of these other folks. You know, Cory Booker, people who have been in it yeah. a lot longer. He only got in it a few days ago. I mean, up until he then, was ca- it was he, just— He was campaining, though. Absolutely. They kind of play this he game where they campaign— and then they make the but, formal announcement. But he played it smart. He, yeah. he had it. He had everybody's appetite whetted. And we'll see whether that's just a flash in the pan, you know, yep. kind of flavor of the month or whether, you know, he endures. But um, the way he has framed uh, his a broad message to reach people clearly has uh, pushed him past other contenders. A religious and, message. Uh, yeah. Well, talks often about that. I, I think that's part of it yep. is that, you know, he is telling um People that things a lot of Democratic voters want to hear that, you know, freedom, religion, faith, family. Those are not just Republican yeah. values. Those are our values, Correct. too. And it's not just saying that. It's how you make the case for it. Mm-hmm. And the way he has made the case for it is obviously gotten tremendous appeal. And it's something that I'm sure the other candidates are looking at and, you know, part of, probably retooling their own messages a little bit. So back to back to Amy Klobuchar, John, you think in her closest group. Who she talks to because the rollout was great, right? The snow and touching everything, and she made a number of appearances. But you knew that 10 more people were going to jump in. She's not going to jump out maybe as much, although I don't think any of the three of us would have guessed that Mayor Pete would be as big as he is at that point. What do you think their concern level should be at this point? Well, I think that the outside optics indeed, as you mentioned, were great. The inside optics that came along with it, which – were reports 
in the New York Times, in the Star Tribune, and other publications about she how she had allegedly treated her staff yeah. went along with her introduction to the rest of the American people. So Good point. you and Patricia were talking about politicians as brands, and I think that's spot on in terms of Vice President Biden or Senator Sanders as an example, or people who are political supernovas who we see every four years, and Mayor Buttigieg is this year's version of that. How durable that is, we we you know all have to see at this point. But she was not relatively well-known, and to the degree that people knew about her, it also came with these stories. And so there was a high negative factor that she still probably is struggling to overcome at this point. Now, when Do she, you two guys, let me ask you this, do you two guys, do you think she specifically answered enough questions on that? Because I felt like she did the general very well, that she did. I'm tough on people. But when there were the specific issues of throwing things or the comb or to me the most damning was, and John, you start first and Pat, was that she was calling other prospective employers about people are getting ready to leave and saying, you shouldn't hire him because of this. And she's a master at the broad strokes, but on the specifics, I I thought she failed that myself. And the specifics are going to come back as, as she you know, gets closer to the debates. This could be, and she should be prepared for this to be a question that one of the uh, debate moderators may specifically ask of her regarding her campaign. So and it'd be fair. my sense is that this has not gone away and she is going to be pressed for more specifics. So it hasn't been as prominent because she hasn't been as prominent to her credit. She's clearly focusing on policy, including infrastructure, as you mentioned. And I think that's very important that she and other candidates continue to do so. But so much of this also comes into personality and electability. And this is a dynamic that will play in both of those. What do you think? She had to get she did what she had to do to get through the moment. Yep. And then if she climbs, you know, up in the polls and it becomes an issue again, then they have to figure out a strategy where she, um, you know, she appeared in her previous answers to kind of own it a little bit. Yeah, I'm a tough boss. Yes, I demand a lot of my folks. I demand a lot of myself. Not a bad way to frame it. I mean, when you when you can't um, negate it, when you can't deny it, you know, you need to figure out some way to explain it Um, when it goes into details. I would just remind everybody that those were uh, unconfirmed. They were, you know, anonymous um, sources for that part about the employers. If somebody were to step forward named and say, you know, she stopped me from getting this job, that's potentially damaging. Yep. All right, let's get to something that potentially could be very damaging or it could be just at the minuscule level, Pat, because tomorrow, unless something changes. Time. It is Mueller report time, but we don't know how much a- Mueller report Amazon's time. Amazon's already selling an audio book of it. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so once again, the Attorney General, uh, Bill Barr, who's faced some criticism this week. CNN has done some good reporting on what he released on on some items tied back to George H.W. And Bush. how he mischaracterized And yes, conclusions uh-huh. that he took compared to the actual parts, right. which really don't match up, which I would encourage a lot of people to look at. Uh-huh. But now... With the redactions, with uh, potentially the grand jury redacted, potentially classified information, but it's a lot more than a four-page summary. Um, I would think the president had his greatest moment when it was released. The question is, how injurious will tomorrow be? Well, it depends uh, the extent to which the um, no no uh, no collusion conclusion gets refuted. Yep. If um, 
if it looks, uh, if it appears as though Barr has again misinterpreted results, mischaracterized them, um, then I think we're going to see a whole new round of stories on that, and a lot of very sorry headline writers. Um, what I'm what I'm watching for is there are four broad categories um, of redactions that he's going to use. And uh, we'll need to I mean, there's no way to know what's actually in those because he's not releasing those to Congress at the moment, which I think is a mistake. Um, And it is a way of marginalizing Congress that I think people ought to um, be disturbed about. You know, Congress specifically has the authority to look at documents like this. At the very least, their intelligence committees do. But, you know, um, the White House is making a deliberate move to say, nope, they're just like everybody else. You get what the public gets and not one sentence more. Um, We're going to see what percentage of the report is redacted. Um, If it's a big percentage, then I think, you know, this is just going to be another bump in the road uh, on the way to demanding uh, full release of the report, at least to Congress. I concur, and I think the more redacted, the more um, contradictory Congress is going to be about it, and the longer they're going to drag out this fight and eventually try to get their hands on all of it. I also think another potential controversy could emerge tomorrow because reportedly Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York, president's attorney, has said that they're almost ready with a complete rebuttal to it. and Even though they supposedly haven't seen it. Exactly. Right. So the idea is is that only the attorney general had it at this point until it was fully redacted. Yeah. How can you rebut something like that unless you've gotten a look at it? So yep. either Oh, I think we know how. <laughs> well, either Mr. Giuliani Certainly is raises ahead suspicion. of himself you know, on does. this, or he did get a, a, a preview of it in some capacity, which would have been highly inappropriate and directly contradictory from what Attorney General Barr said. So watch for this to be an issue, at issue as well. So here are the things that persist from this. Yep. Um, one is that it's kind of um, it's kind of disturbing to me that the White House appears unconcerned with the optics of this, you know, because, of course, the question throughout all of this is what do you have to hide? You know, that you're that they're this intent on, on tightly managing this. You can only conclude that there must be something there that's perceived as damaging um, to the president and then to string it out. Like this, you know, the first rule of, of things like this is, you know, you don't string it out any longer than you have to. You get through the, the news story and then you, you try to move on and turn the page. And that doesn't happen here. And it, it really makes me wonder what is the what is the strategy at work that they just sort of te- have teased this out so that it has dogged him much longer than it, it would have had to. I think that's fair. And I'll, I'll finish with you, John. The, the president's supporters will say just to offer counter view to Patricia that the bar – summary is so strong that they feel like they've branded it already and that they can overcome unless it's so damning. But if it's more embarrassing, if it's more behavior that by the no obstruction, no collusion, that that still will be the bigger headline. Indeed. And in some ways they might position the Mueller report against the bar summary itself as if there are two counter narratives when, you know, most people would say that the, uh, bar summary was not an over was not a reflection of the overall report, but certainly that might be the direction that the president and his supporters take. And as with everything in Washington, watch for this to continue to be a big public debate. Yep. I, I think it's really important to remember in all of this that collusion was the president's framing from the very beginning. Yep. Uh, and and I suspect that's because he knew that they wouldn't be able to prove that particular thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he has successfully, I will say, um, 
branded this whole thing around this idea Correct. of collusion or no collusion. Yep. It's not a binary situation like that. There are many, many gradations. And hopefully that's what people will, you know, take a thoughtful, analytical look at this report, see what's there, what's missing, and go from there. I hope so. I'm skeptical, yeah. right? It's just <laughs> my side, their side, yes. and both sides have too much of that. Thanks, guys. Thank you. John Rash and Patricia Lopez from the Star Tribune, they join us every Wednesday. 152, that is the Lindis Construction Time Check. Time to call us for free home improvement estimates on windows and insulation.